Talk Live, 855-453-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free call-in line on the live Thursday night edition with Mark and Luther. 855-450-3733. You can call in, take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Uh, not only do we have an interactive radio program, we have an interactive website where you can go and you can link to blog posts or news stories or videos, whatever you think is important at freetalklive.com. You can link to it and share it and people will vote it up or vote it down. You can do the same with theirs and, you know, it turns out that it uh, works just fine. It's uh, freetalklive.com. Dot com. As you can tell, it's uh, you know the normal second guy in the front seat. I'm fresh back from vacation, and um, he, you know, Luther, you're another one of the, another one of the B team guys here. That's right. <laughs> I feel like uh, Justice League Europe. That's exactly what it is. Um, we're the t- Teen <laughs> Titans on the West Coast. So uh, yeah, I mean, Ian is uh, off uh, fighting the bureaucrats uh, at the the Bearcat uh, meeting tonight. This is the the night, I guess, that they decide that they're going to keep the Bearcat and to uh, that they're going to really enrage the Keene community. And I'm, um, you know, for all I've got to say about the activists in Keene, they have got themselves a winner with this Bearcat mm. thing. They, um. Uh, you know the the public is largely on their side, and you know I I, I hope it works out for them. I if the bureaucrats vote to get rid of the bear cat, fine, that's great, they win. If the bureaucrats compromise in some way, shape, or form um, about the bear cat, they win. If the bureaucrats decide to keep the bear cat, and as a result, some of them get you know some of the politicians get booted out of office. They win, so it's a it's a win all around for the for the activists here on this issue. If you want to find out more about the Bearcat, you can go to freekeen.com. Search Bearcat is a uh, sort of military armored truck thing, yeah. that SWAT teams are getting all over. And I'm not going to say that I don't think that uh, police officers go into situations where it wouldn't be nice to have something bulletproof to hide behind or, or hide in or whatever. Should they really be putting themselves in those situations, though? Uh, you know, I, I think that I think, yeah, yeah, I think that they should. I think they should go to situations where, you know, shots are being fired or whatever and stand between the public and the bullets. Um, I think that that's what they're hired to do. OK. Um, but, you know, for one, to suggest that these things have no weapon systems when, in fact, they have gun ports all over them mm-hmm. is really disingenuous um, to suggest that. The showing the promotional video from the front of the website that was previously there to the city councilors um, when you know the, the 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 lawyers from Keene and the, uh, the the Bearcat people decided to work together to take this thing down and then call it an intellectual property dispute. Mm-hmm. You know to say that the 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 public, which is represented by these uh, these these politicians, as if that's ever worked, um, is somehow can't see this publicly made video, this video that was made public on the front page of the website. A public would, website. Yeah, a public website, because it would be, you know, a, a, an intellectual property issue. It's, it's crazy. I mean, there, were li- there was lying, cheating, and stealing going on, and it's going on all over America. It's not just, you know, little placid Keene, New Hampshire. Every town's this way. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's nobody there exposing it in every town. The average person that cares about liberty cares about personal freedom is busy off doing something else and they're not looking at what their town people are doing and you have to concentrate enough people in a given area to make that happen and that's why 
we picked up and moved the Free State Project. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, I wish him luck tonight, and we'll find out what uh, what happens. I'm if if you want my money, my money is on the uh, politicians siding with the police and giving them the bear cat. Sure. Now, my suggestion is make the bear cat without gun ports. And paint it pink with uh, ladybugs and uh, you know daffodils on it, and then the co- for one it gets rid of this sort of the the cop machismo thing. Mm-hmm. They they really all I mean every cop in America seems to want to be uh, that's an exaggeration. The cops on the SWAT team seem to be dressed up as close to Dark Vader as they can possibly be. I right, mean, they look more like soldiers than cops, you know. Uh, but soldiers don't even look as scary as this. Soldiers are uh, <laughs> soldiers wear their gear in order to blend into the environment, right? Sure, and, and protect Cops themselves. Right. Wear their gear in order to intimidate and strike fear into the heart of people and mm-hmm. i'm not sure which people like some cops are probably saying to themselves i want to start strike fear into the heart of the bad guy but it's so often gets to be when when you know you're dealing with budget issues and the taxpayer versus the 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 government employees and i mean it, it looks a lot more and more like police are here to control us the populace mm. they're here to these these peace officers these people that once served if that's if that's the case i'm not entirely sure that that's a true statement but the idea is is that they serve they don't serve anymore uh, i think that you know now they are armed fundraisers intended to uh, you know cow the public into submission and that seems to be what they largely do i'm not saying that one out of ten times they're not working on some uh, you know important thing or whatever but it seems like a lot of the time the uh, a they're the the police on the ground are hamstrung by their own by the rules of their higher the higher ups put in place and b you know they, they've gotten into the whole urban warfare thing some have gotten right. into it and it's scary 855-450-3733 let's go to the phones we got uh, craig in kentucky craig you're on free talk live what's on your mind Craig. Craig. Sounds like a once. bad connection. I can barely hear. I, okay. I hear a little noise. Now. Yep. Oh, okay. That's Turn better. it up, Craig. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask a question. All right. And um, I've had a, I've got a problem with, uh, and listen, I don't, this is not a criticism against social services or the police, but I've had nine different times allegations have been called in against me uh, as far as the caretaking or caregiving for my mother. Okay. Has dementia. She's 65 years old. She's a retired school teacher. She has a retirement. I mean, every month, and she and I take care of her. Basically, I'm power of attorney. Um, these allegations have ranged from manufacture of methamphetamine all the way up to that she's not fed, she's not bathed, um, her hygiene's terrible. She smells. She's not fed. So, and why does your ex-wife hate you, Craig? It's well. If it's my ex-wife, I'm not aware of it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility that it could be an ex somewhere down the line, but, I mean, I'm not aware of it. And and my question is, um, I, the question that I have, gentlemen, is um, what can I do to make or to have the court to subpoena the records as to the people that are making these allegations? You know, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I did have a situation where a friend was, uh, you know, the, the, the main co-host of the show, Ian Freeman, was charged with uh, having 
a couch on uh, you know a rental property that they had. Like some renters put a couch on the front lawn, and uh, frankly, I walked by this couch. I can't tell you how many times and never noticed it. So apparently, it was not a huge uh, obstruction. But anyway, uh, somebody didn't like the couch, and. They called it in on him, and you know he he took it to trial, to to court, and said, "Look, I have the right to face my accuser." And the judge said, "Yep, you sure do." And so, I mean, I don't know how you can use that piece of information in order to uh, to to find out what you need, Craig. But it does sound like some. I mean, if you've had nine times someone char- calling charges in on you, and so far nine times they haven't amounted to anything, it really sounds like somebody's using the uh, the system in order to you know meet out a vendetta against you. Well, I agree with that, and and the the problem I have is. Um We've, we've. I mean, everybody's known and discussed the the, the problem that that face that face people with uh, uh, long term uh, uh, illness, and and I'm afraid that this could be a ploy to put my mom in a nursing home. Sure, I you know that that's going to be the result. I don't know what the ploy is. It sounds it sounds for all the world like uh, somebody just wants to get you. But I, you know that's why I made the ex wife joke there. Um, you know, often if 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 people have uh, have enemies in the world, they tend to be exes. And I was just making the guess that you might be heterosexual. That, that's a possibility, but I, I don't think that that's wise to to, uh, to attack your ex because when you do that, you open yourself up for a counterattack. Oh that's, yeah yeah people yeah. People that are close, they they can. They know everything about each other. They know, they know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> yeah, Craig, well, I, I don't have a good answer for you, but I am interested in how this conti- um, continues and if you have any uh, progress. Uh, so give us a call back. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a 32nd edition of Verbal Surgery. I'm your verbal surgeon, Tim A. Cummins, here to radiate your brain for maximum gain. And let me tell you, my friends, get on to the verbalsurgery.com train. Come check it out. Listen to this podcast, and you will feel better right now because you are awesome. Looking forward to seeing you at verbalsurgery.com. Take it easy, baby. Awesome. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about anything you want to talk about. As a matter of fact, we had a gentleman just call in from Kentucky having some kind of trouble with, uh, I guess, nine times different agencies have been called on him for a variety of different things, from making meth to uh, abusing his mother and all kinds of strange things. and. You know, you, I, I, you could imagine what it must be like to be assailed by this. You'd come up with all kinds of conspiracy theories. Sure. Well, it's got to wear you down over time, which is really what the system is designed to do. I mean, it's such a large bureaucracy with so much power and so much unlimited resources because they can just keep printing their own money. And they've got nothing better to do than to really harass you like this. You know, I, I don't blame the system quite as much on this one because it sounds like the bureaucrats looked into it and didn't come up with anything. What I'm concerned with is that people can make accusations and do it anonymously, mm. that they're using the um, I mean, you know, that's the part of the system I don't like the uh, if you see something, say something. Sure. We'll protect you in a nation where you can uh, face your accuser. We will protect your identity. Right. 
that's sick. And he should know who's calling on him. Because if it was nine different people, then he'd be like, God, what am I doing? If it was the same person, he'd be like, hey, look, this same person keeps on making accusations against me. I don't know if they're going from different. But either way, if you have some kind of answer for the guy, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I don't know how you'd get that information from these uh, government agencies without actually going to court. Uh, so, hmm. you know, 855-450-3733. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. So, you know, I guess we've had uh, quite a bit of uh, conversation here regarding dealing with the police, whether it's the the, the Bearcat or this gentleman um, getting false charges called in on him. Mm-hmm. This is from the Huffington Post, written by Scott Morgan, and it's uh, five reasons why you should refuse a police search, even if you have nothing to hide. Because a lot of people would say, well, I've got nothing to hide. Why in the world would I, you know, just yeah, you know, search, get out of here, you know, let me have my time back. Right. And I understand. I, I understand. I mean, you know, if they had asked me to search in some situations, I probably would have said okay. And I think that to some extent we're being inundated. We're being taught, trained, uh, conditions, conditions and socialized to accept searches all the time. Sounds possible. I went to... Disney World a couple of days ago, I uh, took uh, my young son to Disney World. And mm-hmm. uh, if you've ever taken a four-year-old to, to Disney World, you know, it's nothing like what you imagined. Uh, you know, there's breakdowns and uh, yelling and screaming. Like, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so much for them to handle. I'm sure some kids uh, handle it great, but uh, Jack <clears throat> had a tough time with it, I'll tell you. Anyway, not that it would stop me from going again. I had a good time. <laughs> so, But they shook you down on the way in. I mean, there's little guys with little little Mickey Mouse badges shaking you down on the way really? in to to you know didn't to the happiest place on earth. Yeah. You have to get shaken down in order to go in. Are are they wearing the Mickey Mouse ears as they do it? <laughs> They've got the silly sort of uh, you know octagonal hat thing uh, going on. I uh-huh. think there's actually more sides in to a pseudo cop type uniform. Yep, yep. Oh wow! And their badge actually does have a Mickey Mouse on it, and. If you have no bag, so this is a, it's a toned down shakedown. So there's some things to learn from this. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, to go into Disney World where there's a bunch of people in confined places yeah. where you could really find some place to do something. You could, you can go in and if you don't have a bag, I didn't get shaken down. My son didn't get shaken down. My wife had a purse and so she had to go through and I don't know exactly what they did to her purse, but kind of look through it. And, you know, we managed to, to to get in. So I would assume that security would, in fact, be better. Uh, it, you know, by better, I guess what I mean, cost effective. When we look at the TSA, we see that, uh, well, domestic and foreign air travel um, to the United States are down about 30 mm-hmm. percent since 9-11. Some people would say it's folks running around being scared of terrorists. And, you know, maybe there are some. I'm sure that there are. And 
But you can't ascribe it all to terrorists. I mean, you know, there are terrorists there stealing water bottles right there at the gate. They're, you know, uh, shaking down old women, uh, you know, feeling up people's colostomy bags. I mean, just doing the whole thing. And it's weird and dumb. They haven't caught a terrorist yet. Nope. And it's just it's it's annoying and only the government can run that kind of apparatus and not care about what the results are so i mean disney if they did that kind of invasive stuff attendance is going to be down so what they're trying to do is balance it they want to provide a modicum of safety you Mm -hmm. know how much will people accept and i'll bet you they accept more because they get shaken down by the tsa if they didn't get shaken down by the tsa how much shaking down would they accept from the the guys with the the mousier badges Right, you give a mouse a cookie, and he'll want a glass of milk. Is this? Does, has everybody read this story? Because it was new to me. Uh, it's a children's story called "If You Give a Mouse a Cookie." Yeah, and uh, pretty soon the mouse is uh, doing dancing the jig on top of the refrigerator, like he just keeps on taking and taking right. and giving. Yeah. It's a good mouse, but um, you know, it, it does sort of show the uh, sort of progression. I, I, do you think that that's a the sort of story that everybody in America has read or most people have read? Uh, I know I did when I was younger. So, yes, I, I do think most people have. Okay, because children's books tend to be ubiquitous. I mean, people have read the – tend right. to know what a star-bellied snitch is. Mm-hmm. They tend to know what the giving tree is. They tend to know what uh, – what's that fish, the rainbow fish? Um, they, they tend to know about these. Oh, Ed, Goodnight Moon. I mean, these are some of the, the sort of big ones. Right, right. Anything the very from hungry Dr. caterpillar Seuss. and stuff like that, sure. Just about anything by Dr. Seuss, mm-hmm. except for that Lorax, um, which you know most folks haven't read. That's the new mo- movie coming out? Not most. What? The Lorax? You've never heard of that? I I had heard of it, but it's not one of his popular books. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm not kidding. No. Um, It's it's not thing one and thing two, man. Really? Because I would put that up there in his top tier. I would put like My Day at the Zoo down there and all the places you can go on like second tier i think that people tend you know you, you get very myopic as a kid you know you know the dr seuss books that you know sure and so i i would say that uh, the lorax one it's, it's it's you know very written very late in his career and um you know it, it smacks of uh you know sort of a, a huge environmentalist agenda without a lot of uh you know sort of backing things up it was a cartoon in like the 70s or 80s though was it yeah well, i i remember watching it like every year in school even through middle school well, you know, um, it was written in a time when you, smog was a much bigger issue, clear yeah. cut, clear cutting was a much bigger issue, yeah. you know, these kind of things. You don't see uh, – envir- the, the environmental concerns aren't the, uh, visible in the way they used to be. Um, sure, sure. I, I, I never really cared for that book. I, I think it doesn't bring up the point that if uh, if he had all those trees and he had seeds for them, he would just plant, plant more and then he could make more, you know, and then he wouldn't run out, so – and certainly it doesn't address forest management on the side of the entrepreneurs either. Right. Anyway, uh, we'll go on with uh, five reasons why you should never agree to a police search here on uh, Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discreet packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. 
Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about anything you want to talk about. Take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. This is the live Thursday edition with Mark. And Luther. We are the the B team sitting in. Ian is off at... Uh, oh. Waging his battles against the uh, the bureaucrats here that want a, a bear cat in Keene, New Hampshire, and I, you know, I support him. I hope he uh, he's successful in it. I but, think everyone has the right to a pet. What's the pet? The bear cat? Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. Yeah, it's a uh, an armored vehicle, a military vehicle that uh, SWAT teams are getting around the United States, paid for at at about a quarter mil a pop for yeah. for a bulletproof truck, quarter million quarter billion dollars a pop. Okay, so a truck twenty five thousand dollars, make it bulletproof. Quarter Ten million. times that. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there's government waste involved. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could happen. Uh, if you're frustrated by things like this, the lack of freedom, uh, the, the the diminishment of freedom in the United States, at least certainly in, in, in areas. I mean, some might be able to make arguments for uh, increase in, in freedom in others. But if you're tired of that diminishment of freedom where you live, and the state intruding into your life, probably the best answer I can come up with is, unplug- you know, I'd love to be able to unplug, because there's, but there doesn't seem to be, at this point, any place to go. I'm, I'm hoping for some uh, solutions in that area. There's, mm-hmm. there's some on the horizon. But uh, until then, it seems like getting together is the best solution. And the way to do that? freestateproject.org. You can go to freestateproject.org. You can go and sign up there. Uh, Lots of people signing up for the Free State Project at the Liberty Forum I was just at over the weekend. Uh, Come join the more than 1,000 people who are in the state. You know, because the Free State Project is nominally about signing up, but it's really about moving. Right. And you don't have to move immediately after nope. signing up. I moved, I think, two years after I signed up. Oh, it must have been more than that for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And and what does move mean uh, when I, you know, I, th- I think that signing up is great and everything. I support the Free State Project. And I think you can support the Free State Project by signing this document. But to me, when I made my decision to move for the Free State Project, what I said to myself is, what does move mean? It means to travel through time and space. Mm-hmm. I will travel through time and space to New Hampshire. I will live there for two weeks. I will see what I think about it. And if I don't like it, I will move back. And th- at that point, all of my all the criteria are met from the, uh, the, the, the statement of intent. And, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah. That's what I thought when I did it. However, when I got here, I could see that there were actually things happening. And now it's been six years later. And you can really see the things happening as far as, uh, you know, I mean, New Hampshire's state budget went down by 12 percent last year. Uh, this this last year? Yeah. W- recently, they cut the budget by 12 percent. for the, I think it's for this year. Excellent. Well, I mean, which state did that? Do you hear during the largest economic crisis of our lifetimes, these states and municipalities and the federal government, they can't stop spending mm-hmm. because they don't understand what your life is about. They don't get it and they don't care. You'll pay because we'll throw you in jail or we'll steal your house. We own you. After all, we'll do what we want. And the only way to stand against that is to have more people standing with you. 855-450-3733. So I teased an article that I have not yet actually read the first word of (laughs) from the Huffington (laughs) Post. (laughs) Five reasons why you should never agree to a police search, even if you have nothing to hide. And I, and this is written by, oh, who's Scott Morgan is the author of this one. And, 
You know, the first thing that came to my mind, and it wasn't one of the reasons that he listed here. Here's reason number six or uh, zero, whichever one you want to put it on. Mm -hmm. Because the police would never agree to a search. That's very true. They would never agree to it. That's very true. This is one of the most obvious double standards, in my opinion, is that if if you deny something like a search or something, they'll ask, oh, well, what are you hiding? I've never met anybody who denied a search who wasn't hiding something, you know? Or, you know, but if you want to film them or, or if you ask them to search, they'd be like, nope. Yeah, like I'd like to look. I'd like to take my video camera and look through your car. If I find anything, I'm going to make a citizen's arrest. No, nope. you know they'll say to themselves. Uh, they'll, they'll say to themselves or out loud. You know, whatever. Hey, I've got things in there that are illegal, but I'm allowed to have illegal things. I find the illegal things and I remove them. Right. I am above this rule. Whatever it is, you don't know whether this person's th- that person doesn't know whether you're dirty any more than you know if he's dirty. There are crimes all over the place that are committed by cops. Sure, there are allegations here in Keene of a particular cop. I won't say his name, who's been apparently selling and using cocaine for. Many, many years, almost as long as he's been on the force. Hard to get caught doing it when you're, uh, the, when you're the guy that would get caught. Yeah. And they tend to be a sort of a brotherhood, and they're less likely to go after their own. Right. But even if a police officer does get gone after, when a charge is leveled against a police officer, what's, what does he do? Does he go in? Do they, do they take him into the room and shine the light in his face and ask him a bunch of questions? They may, but he's not going to answer them. Sure. He's going to union up. The union's going to provide him with a lawyer, and he's going to he's going to zip his mouth once any kind of accusation is leveled against him. Yep, if he's smart, it, they don't make dumb ones. They've seen what happens. They get the opportunity every single day to see what happens to people too stupid to stand for their rights, too 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 foolish to say no. You're not going to search. And you know, I've been in this situation. I understand. I've been there, and I've said too much, but. It, I call, and that's a stupid mistake on my part. And it's easy to make, especially in the heat of the moment. Yep. Um, but I, the people that see it every single day, they don't make it. Uh, generally, I would agree with you on that. But there is one particular instance where a cop uh, was arrested for prowling out some woman outside some woman's window, mm-hmm. and when they got him into the interrogation room, he started giving you know answers, contradicting answers, and they caught him in lies. I see. Ended up, he was a serial rapist. Uh, one of the you know, and he ha- would clear crime scenes before he left and all this stuff and, you know, just a terrible, terrible guy. So they ended up catching him and he snitched on himself. Yeah, he snitched on himself. So thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I get it. But the vast majority every time I've seen a situation with a law enforcement officer and I've worked closely with law enforcement sure. officers in my life, they they lawyer up. Quicker than they possibly can. Lickety split, because they know what's up. They know what's sure, going to happen. They're trained on what's going to happen to them. The uh, you know the percentage of people who talked to the police versus the percentage of people who didn't talk to the police, who are in prison or have been convicted of crimes, is significantly larger as, mm-hmm. a, as a ratio. I don't know what it is. But I've seen lawyers show um, numbers that you know you, your, your 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 numbers skyrocket when you cooperate with the police. If a, a police officer, sadly, in, in today's America, what makes sense if a police officer asks you a question is to ask him if you are conducting an interrogation. Mm-hmm. If his answer, uh, you know, an investigation, excuse me, are you conducting an investigation? If his answer is yes, you'll need to talk to my attorney. Right. That's all that you that's all you can say anymore. Sure, sure. Because or, or they just... don't know whether you have committed a crime or haven't committed a crime. They don't know if you're a bad person. Actually, they knew they do know you've committed a crime because everybody does. No one cannot commit crimes anymore. 
I have a friend of mine whose mother, who's like in her 70s, well, you know, she does what a lot of people do. She's she's hoarded some uh, medication. I he was just telling me about it one day, and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, I, I mentioned it to him. Hey, you know, your mom's a felon, right? Felon. Yep. Right, little old know, lady. Little old lady who just wants to keep some extra, you know, lore tabs or whatever in case uh, oxycodones in case she has some kind of pain because she didn't take them all the last time because she didn't need them. Yeah. She's a felon. Sounds humane to me, though. I, I mean, that she should be able to have those. It, it makes perfectly good sense. She paid for them. Right. Yeah, but the but the prescriptions run out now, and so now it's a felony. Right. Anyway, going on, um, this is article here. Uh, let's see. Do, do you know what your constitutional rights are when a police officer asks to search you? If you're like most people I've met, and this is uh, here from uh, Scott Morgan, you don't, in, my, in the eight years that I've worked to educate the public on this topic, you probably don't. It's a subject that a lot of people think they understand, but too often our perception of police power is distorted by fictional TV dramas, sensational media stories, and silly urban myths. Like, the police officer can't smoke pot. There's your urban myth. Right. Um, And the unfortunate fact, and the police officer has to tell you if they're a police officer, if you're, you know, like selling them a bag of pot or something. Educating yourself on these is is a good idea for anybody out there, no matter whether you're doing anything illegal or not. Yeah. The and, and the unfortunate fact that police are themselves legally allowed to lie to us. Yes. It's the, it, they're trained to do this. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Your opinion is welcome. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, take control of the airwaves. You're on the live Thursday edition with free, uh, with Mark. And Luther. On Free Talk Live. Check out the archives. Free Talk Live has well, archives complete. Whole shows going back to 2006. Available to you for free. We do shows seven days a week. From 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time here in uh, the United States. We have an international show. People listen from all over. Got to uh, phrase it that way. Uh, we do it seven days a week. We previously did it six days a week. We added a Sunday show for uh, folks to, you know, for radio stations to be able to have uh, more live weekend content. And you can have all of that content going back for five years. Um, and it's for free at archives.freetalklive.com. If you uh, like that service, go to shop.freetalklive.com. Do some of your shopping there. It's, uh, it's a great way to get things that you would shop for online, and Free Talk Live gets a little cut of it without mm-hmm. you costing you anything or costing you any service or anything like that. Number 855-450-3733. SACL CAI sponsors that for us. Going on with the story from the Huffington Post, Scott Morgan, talking about why you should never agree to a police search. It wouldn't even be such a big deal, I suppose, if our laws all made sense and our public servants always treated us as citizens first and suspects second. 
But thanks to the war on drugs, nothing is ever that easy. When something as stupid as stopping people from possessing marijuana can come to be considered a critical law enforcement function, innocence ceases to protect uh, people against police harassment. Everybody becomes a suspect at that point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not just marijuana. It's all kinds of things. Uh, Drugs that are legitimate for you to have at one point are not legitimate for you to have at another point. This has happened to me. I've been given a script for oxy, whatever the oxycodones, whatever it is, some kind of pain reliever. And I said, I don't want them. Mm -hmm. I took one once. To me... It wasn't worth, uh, you know, I'd have to be in a great deal of pain to, to take one again. The situation I was prescribed, I'm, no, no thanks. I don't need that in my life. Right, that's synthetic heroin. Yeah, and, you know, I, I suppose I could have taken them and sold them to somebody, but then I'm a drug dealer. Right. Um, you know, I, I, whatever reason they want them is really none of my business, but I just said no thanks to the script entirely. And it's because if I get them, I'm not going to want to throw them away just because the, the prescription period is over. I'm going to want to keep them because, well, you know, I could use these. And it just turned, it, you know, the war on drugs turns everybody into a criminal, sadly. Uh, there's a book out there called Three Felonies a Day. And the suggestion is the average American commits three felonies a day. It's hard for me to fathom, but I can tell you here in the state of New Hampshire, I fit, commit felonies all the time. Mm-hmm. In the state of New Hampshire, a person who's convicted of a felony, and I am, have been, cannot possess a knife. That means I can't cut my stake. They cannot possess a billy's, a billy club, or a blackjack. Mm-hmm. These are sticks. I can't pick up sticks in my yard. They are not defined by the law as to what kind of stick it is. Does it have to be a stick that is straight and polished and you know, uh, you know, shaped by a machine to be a billy club, or can it just be any old stick? Because I found some, you know, if if a billy's is an effective weapon, mm-hmm. and apparently they believe it is, then I should be able to. Then well, I could just circumvent the billy's law by carrying around a stick that has not been shaped enough. Right. It's crazy, just crazy. A, a natural branch that's good enough. And uh, you know, our, our caveman forefathers managed to work it. Uh, <laughs> whether it was uh, for making war, or making love, they used those uh, branches to, uh, to, to to get what they wanted. <laughs> anyway, going on. Let's take a look at one of the most commonly misunderstood legal situations a citizen can encounter: a police officer asking to search your belongings. Most people are automatically give consent when police ask to perform a search. And it, by the way. They ask in a way that's, I'm going to have to ask to search your bag now, which doesn't sound anything like asking anything. Right. I'm, I'm going to ask you to go back to your car and drive away then. Right. No, that's a, that's a pseudo order at that point. Right. They, they've, they've figured out a way. And, you know, you, as you can imagine, somebody does a job for a period of time, they're going to get good at it. And that's a good way to get what you want by asking a question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> it's it's funny but at the same time, and, and they will give orders in that same fashion. Right. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to step back now. Yeah. Are I'm you asking to, me or telling me? I'm going to have to ask you to put your hands on the hood and spread your legs. Right. These kind of, they'll, they'll phrase it like that. So anyway, however, I recommend saying no to police searches, and here's are some reasons why. Number one, it's your constitutional right. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution protects us against unreasonable searches and seizures. And many people would say that the Constitution um, hasn't failed as a document to protect our liberties, but we, I guess the people, have failed to protect it from the depredations of a growing and tyrannical government. They would say that. I've had it said many, many times. I guess one of those ways that you fail to protect the constitutions against the tyranny of the government, that doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense to me as an argument. Mm -hmm. But if it does make sense to you as an argument, um, 
then it you know uh, uh, consenting to police searches i guess is uh, is one of the ways i don't know how you stop i mean you know when it comes to the tsa their law enforcement organization you're just not going to get on your plane if you don't consent to their right. search right not not a lot you can do in that case um yeah. That's where I face these things. But sometimes you'll just get stopped on the road. Some, some people, you know, I've never had it happen to me. It amazes me that I'm a convicted felon driving yeah. around. I've been pulled over, you know, in the 15 years I've been free or whatever, probably that many times. And I've never been asked by a law enforcement officer to get this, people. <laughs> Listen right. to me. Convicted murderers don't get asked because <laughs> they wear ties and, and ironed shirts. But if you drive around with, oh, I don't know, facial hair, long hair, uh, skin with too much melanin in it, you pick the reason why they suspe- suspect. And I'm not saying that there's you know, no room for profiling in law enforcement. I'm just saying pick the reason why they suspect you, and they'll shake those people down all day long. Yep. Uh, unless police have, uh, police have strong evidence, probable cause, to believe that you're involved in criminal activity, they need your permission to perform a search on you or your property. You have the right to refuse random police searches anywhere at any time, so long as you aren't crossing a border checkpoint or entering a secure facility like an airport. Don't be shy about standing up for your own privacy rights, especially when police are looking for evidence that could put you behind bars. Uh, this happened to my friend, uh, 280. He's, okay. he's been on, he was on the Sunday shows back when they were co-host driven. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on his way to Vermont to stay at a hotel for his work, mm-hmm. and he got pulled over by a police officer, and the police officer insisted that there was marijuana in that car, and that he should just, you know, go ahead and consent to a search, and 280 refused. Uh, so he called out a dog, and the dog supposedly signaled. Sure. And... and it hasn't been a police dog yet that hasn't sig- signaled, right? Right, right. So they searched <laughs> the entire car, uh, and then when they were done, they made him sign a waiver saying that he consented to that search, or else they were going to tow his car. Tow his car for what? Uh, Whatever. This is the way it goes. You know, if you refuse, oftentimes this is the way it goes. If Mm -hmm. you refuse, they say, well, we're going to bring a dog here. We're going to make you wait on the side of the road. And I don't know that they actually can make you wait on the side of the road. You know, like maybe the question the 280 should have asked at that point is, am I being detained? Yes, yes. Uh, Some magical questions. Am I being detained? Am I free to go? You know, like you said, is this an interrogation? You know, stuff like, am I required by law? Am I legally required to answer that? Or am I legally required to show my ID at this point? You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, and, and oftentimes they'll lie to you. And one good thing to have in those instances, when, when you see that tension coming up with the police officer, mm-hmm. oftentimes diffusing it is impossible. Like you have run up, run up on the the petty tyrant, and the best way to handle them at that point, I believe, is to whip out the old smartphone, put up uh, quick dot com q i k maybe it's kick dot com I don't know it's quick uh, quick dot com and start filming the proceedings because at that point that officer could not have forced him to sign a form that said this was uh, consensual, mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't be his word against a uh, one of our um, you know deputized angels, well, one of our angels among men that could never tell lies. He he was recording, however, he was not live streaming. Do you think that made the difference? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, if he was just recording video, yeah, and then the officer made him sign a form that said he consented, yeah. Well, that's just dumb <laughs> i don't know what the uh, the difference is but yeah they, they charged him with a, a headlight out they gave him a fix-it ticket okay he took it to court and had it completely dropped basically made a fool of the officer yeah 
Well, I mean, you know, it's it. I, I'm gl- I'm glad that it worked out for him, but you know, oftentimes they'll they'll ask to come in the house, and nope, mm-hmm. nope, can't come in. Well, we're just bring a dog out here, and you know, I mean, these the people that train the dogs are the ones that say whether or not they signaled. Right. You know, if I want something, I'm the only one who knows whether or not it has been successful. I how can you I mean, it's crazy. There's no third party drug dogs out there. They're all, uh, you know, trained by the police officers. And then they're they're essentially like the oracles of Delphi. I mean, (laughs) honestly, this is what they are. You know, ah, the great spirits say you should drop more money in the the money bucket. You know, I mean, it's it's just nuts. And they keep on following for it. Um, Anyway, we'll go on with the other four reasons why you should always refuse a police search, even if you have nothing to hide, here on Free Talk Live. You can call in 855-450-3733. You can tell us your police search stories. Often they're terrifying. 855-450-FREE. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, take control of the airwaves. It's Live Thursday edition with Mark and Luther. 855-450-3733. There are lots of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Not only are we on more than 100 great radio stations across the United States and, of course, XM and we also have a free-to-air satellite channel um, and uh, the live streams at freetalklive.com. There you can also find the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com and you know see what's going on in the studio. If uh, that's your thing, there's a chat room there along with it. There are listen lines where you can uh, dial up a telephone number and listen on your cell phone. So if you can, say, hook it into your car speaker somehow or something like that and you can't get Free Talk Live on a radio station... That's a way to do it. 855-450-3733. That's listen.freetalklive.com. We are reading a story here uh, from Scott Morgan at the Huffington Post. Five reasons why you should never agree to a police search. And number one was, hey, it's your constitutional right. You have the right to refuse them anytime, anywhere, so long as you aren't, you know, crossing a border or, you know, they have probable cause or going into a f- secure facility. So refuse for that reason is his first suggestion. Mine was, and it's not on this list, as police don't consent to searches of themselves. <laughs> you know, you can't go and search a cop. Who's watching the watchers on this one? Right. Um, you know, they when they're ch- charged, even by their brethren with something, those guys generally largely lawyer up because they're not stupid. Sure, and even if convicted, they stupid isn't the right term. They're not ignorant of how the system works. Right, you deal with a cop very, very rarely. Right, they deal with criminals 
all day, every day. Right. And they're also trained to be a cop. So if they find themselves on the other end, they know what to expect. Yep. And sadly, you look just like the criminals. You've got hair on the top of your head. You have two eyes in the, the you know, the, the, the medial part of your head. You have ears on the side of your face. You've got a mouth, mouth right where the criminals have them. You look just like one. Mm-hmm. So they tend to get to the point oftentimes you will find uh, police officers you know with a with an us and them mentality there'll be a lot of lip service about uh, serving and protecting but when you have as many laws laws that even the police officers don't know when you have as many laws as we do here in the united states more laws than a person can read in four lifetimes i'm not kidding more laws than you could read in four lifetimes yep you're breaking them you're breaking a law right now You have to be. (laughs) Two, refusing a search protects you if you come end up in court. You never know. It always it's always possible the police might search you anyway when you refuse to give consent, but that's no reason to say yes to the search. Basically, if there's any chance of evidence being found, agreeing to a search is like committing legal suicide because it kills your case before you even get to court. If you refuse a search, however, the officer will have to prove in a court that there was probable cause to do a warrantless search. This will give your lawyer a good chance to win your case. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the number one reason. Mm, yes. This is the number one reason. Right. They're, you never know. Right. And and that's what they're there to do. They're there trying to build a case against you if they're suspicious of you in any way. So why help them? Yep. You know, so let's say I don't smoke pot. Let's say I don't shoot guns. Let's say, you know, you won't have a knife, a gun, uh, some marijuana, some money that was used in a drug deal, whatever it is. Some illegal sex slaves. Whatever it is (laughs) that you might have that they might be looking for. Let's say you don't think you're going to have any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You never know if... For some reason or another, say the money has drug residue on it right? that you got in change at the grocery store. Say you buy a car that was used to transport drugs in the upholstery and you didn't know it. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the things I was getting along to is you don't know what's in your car. You haven't ripped out the back seat. Mm -hmm. You haven't pulled out the door panels. You don't know if there's a key of cocaine sitting in there. There's no reason for you to say yes to this. Anyway, uh, I want to go on. Um. Uh, with this story, because actually, uh, you, you never know what they'll find is number five. <laughs> so if you research, uh, refuse to search, however, uh, the officer will have to prove in court that he had probable cause. And it gives your lawyer a chance to win. Number three, saying no can prevent a search altogether. Data on police searches are interesting, but they don't show how many searches didn't happen because a citizen said no. A non-search is a non-event that goes unrecorded giving rise to a widespread misconception the police will always search with or without permission. I know refusing searches, this is uh, written in the first person by Scott Morgan at HuffingtonPost.com, that the police routinely ask for permission to search when they have absolutely no evidence of an actual crime. I'm sure they do. If you remain calm and say no, there's a good chance they'll back down because it's a waste of time to do searches and won't hold up in court anyway. So number four... And this is the main. This is this is. I guess, uh, real quick before we go to number four, um, can't a cop if you refuse a search? Uh, I've heard of this happening in some instances. They'll say, "Oh, well, your refusal to why are you refusing?" You know, that's reasonable suspicion to me. No, 
No? No. It's bull crap. Okay. And and that was uh, mentioned earlier in this article is they have the legal right. They're trained to, to lie. lie to you. Of course. So what well, the only reason they would say that is so that you would consent. Okay. Well, glad I cleared that up. Yeah. Uh, thank you for, for, for asking. asking. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's your constitutional right to say no. Mm-hmm. Really? Abiding by the highest law of the land is, uh, you know, raises suspicious. your suspicions. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why you might say that if you were a petty tyrant yeah. that hated freedom. <laughs> I gotcha. No problem. So here, number four. Searches can waste your time and damage your property. Yes. Do you have time to sit around while police rifle through your belongings? This is most people, if they say yes to a search, just want it over. Yeah, yeah, look, come on, let's go. But what's going to take longer is saying yes. Mm-hmm. Saying no is the short answer. No. Am I being detained? Do I have to stay here? Are you detaining me? Am right. I under arrest? Right. You know, these kind of pepper them with these kind of questions and they're they're they're, they're buffeted to the point they have to let you go. Right. So, plus, you know, you got to take into account all the time you have to take cleaning up your car, say, for example, after they've trashed it, you know, after they've taken the change out of your center console and dumped it all over the floor mm. or whatever, which has happened to me in the sure. past. Pull the seats out and lay them on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. You can't, you certainly can't count on officers being careful with valuables or to put everything back where they found it. What were the, the chances of that? Even if they do. I mean, you know, they're not going to put things back the way they found them. I mean, it's ludicrous. If you waive your Fourth Amendment rights by agreeing to be searched, you'll have a few legal options if any property is damaged or missing after the search. You lose your rights to the property. You said, okay. Like, a search has a certain, um, you know, uh, there's a certain understanding to a search that some things may be damaged. You've allowed these people to use your property. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and they I don't mean, care about it. They, <laughs> they don't have any responsibility if they break your property and they would ha- they, they'll never have to pay for it. Right. Never. If your property gets broke, the taxpayers pay for it. You pay for it. They have no responsibility and culpability. They're like the, 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 uh, the apocryphal infant terrible that, the, you know, from from the French. They're the terrible babies. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they do what they do and they have no responsibility for what they do. Right. Sadly, little responsibility, I should say. Going on here. You never know what they'll find. This is number five. You are 100 percent certain there's nothing illegal in your home or vehicle. Right. You could never be too sure. A joint roach could stick to your shoe on the street and wind up on your floorboard. A careless acquaintance could have dropped a baggie behind the seat. Try to tell a cop it isn't yours. He'll just laugh and tell you to put your hands behind your back. If you agree to the search, you can't challenge the evidence. Positions nine-tenths. But if you're innocent and you refuse the search, your lawyer has a winnable case. This makes perfectly good sense, folks. This is what you need to think the next time you're asked about a search. Let's go to Charles in... uh, Whoop, up. Sorry, I didn't realize we we're coming up here on the clock. 855-450-3733. We'll take your calls in the next segment. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Every age. 
change. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450 free. Sacral toll-free call in line here on the... Live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Luther. Give us a call at 855-450-3733. It's kind of what we do here on Free Talk Live. We take telephone calls. If you're in the market for some gold, you're hearing the radio ads, the TV ads, the ads everywhere to get some gold and silver right now. It's a, you know, a lot of people are doing it. They're doing it to get it as a hedge against inflation, an investment barter currency i can say that i have a great deal of for for me uh, precious metals i i am a fan of uh, precious metals i should say i think that gold and silver are going to be moving upwards as far as uh, costs against the us dollar here in the future if you think like i do one of the best places to get gold and silver is at gold.freetalklive.com we've got pieces there that you can comparison shop all across the internet and, you know, at some point, this comparison shopping has a point of diminishing returns. You know, if you're sitting on eBay, you're scouring, just getting the, trying to get the lowest rate, you're putting in your time. Right. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com and you'll pay, you know, low for retail, mm-hmm. but, you know, you, w- you won't get the lowest rate. eBay is certainly, you know, you, you spend your time all day long on there, you're probably going to get a lower rate. But... Well, you know, time's worth something, too. It's gold.freetalklive.com. You can go over there and get all kinds of different gold and silver. And, uh, you know, get it in your hands and have it. Don't have somebody else hold it for you. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Charles in Alabama. Charles, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? I just want to let you guys know that if uh, you do get pulled over by a police officer, make sure you or any companions you have in your car lock your doors after you exit. Because that gives them free ride if it's unlocked for them to go in your vehicle. So they can just open the door to go into your car? Yep, if it's unlocked, it had me in Illinois. Huh. It, it, really? It's a famous consent. Well, I don't. I. I think that to some extent, cops can do what they want, and their challenge—they won't be challenged in the same way. I mean, it seems like a burglary to me, a burglary of a conveyance to me, to go into a car that's unlocked. If I left my car unlocked in front of my house and somebody got into it and did some stuff, they'd be charged with burglary of a conveyance. But if a cop goes, go ahead. But if if a cop gets a call saying there's something suspicious somewhere, they can go inside a house if it's unlocked. To check to see if the suspicion is going on, if there's a squatter or something like that, and they use the same theory for your vehicle. I suppose uh, squatters are hard to find in, in vehicles, but I, you know, there there may very well be. I think that it's good advice, Charles, to lock your door. You know, to take if the if the cop asks you to step out of the vehicle, and it always annoys me, uh, the idea that you know get out of your car. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, if, the, if the officer asks you to step out of your vehicle, you know, t- t- turn the turn the ignition off. Take the keys in your hand, step out, push the lock button. It's, it's good advice, Charles. Anything else? Uh, I, no, I just want to let everybody know that just in case they 
run into that situation. Thanks for uh, taking the time because most people, you know, this we don't have information like this. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know all the laws in Illinois. You know, the, the more I hear anywhere. About, yeah, the more I hear about them, the less I want to go to Illinois. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to just blame Illinois on this one. Um, I, I think that that very well could be anywhere. If it's if it can happen in Illinois, it can happen here. Sure. 855-450-3733. Let's go to uh, Jeff in Michigan. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, yeah. Oh, how, how, I agree with the uh, previous caller. Illinois is totally a police state. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's hard it's to argue. So, <laughs> oh, it, it's so totally. I mean, it, it, if there's, uh, you know, if there's any uh, hypocrisy uh, between calling uh, Syria a dictatorship and Illinois, hey, I'm telling you, Illinois is right up there with Syria then. Well, at least they're not calling an artillery on, uh, on uh, you know, Naperville yet. Well, you know what? They're going to have that NATO summit there. I wouldn't put it past them to have the National Guard or NATO troops there, and they just might do that to the uh, protesters. They'll probably have. They'll have some. They'll have something that look like look like troops. I mean, when you look at police today, often they look like troops. Just go around New York City, you'll see people wearing. I mean, the cops are wearing military helmets. They wear the black sunglasses, so you can't look them in a, in the eye. They wear they body wear armor, all black clothing. They've got the body armor on. They have They've military got, weapons. They like have the a military weapon have. slung around their neck. I mean, these guys are soldiers. Hey, they're going to have world leaders there in Chicago for that NATO summit. I mean, we're talking the president of France, president of Russia, president. Well, you know, all these big shots are that. You know, they're going to be there or else their representatives are for NATO. And you can bet, you can bet that it's going to be, you know, you're going to see fascism like you've never seen it. They're going to have Russia at the at a NATO conference? Oh, absolutely. Medvedev is one of the, uh, or Russia is being represented at NATO. Huh. Why? I mean, the, the, you know, NATO is a organization that was intended to stand against the Soviet Union. Right. It was in one of the newspapers. I, I wish I, I wish I had the copy of it. I don't up here in West Michigan, but they, they mentioned all the nations that are going to be there in Chicago for that NATO summit. Russia was one of them. France is one. I, I think even Italy. For, I, I'm not sure. I, Italy? Yeah. Turkey? Uh, I mean, it's really, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, huh? What's up with that? You know? Well, but, but, you know, the, but, these leaders are going to get together in different places, whether it's the G20 or the G8 or NATO or um, UN. I mean, they're they're obviously going to meet. Um, I, I don't think that it's terrible that nations talk with one another. That that part doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I the the concept of nation is kind of a a, a funny thing, but uh, you know, if if they're going to be them, I suppose talking's better than shooting. Yeah, but I'll bet you you don't want to be a citizen in Chicago when this is going down because, man, oh, yeah. I'll tell you, if you think you're in a, if you think you're being watched now, you wait till they're all there. You're going to be watched. <laughs> the traffic's going to be terrible too. Jeff, thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Whenever one of these events goes on, your time, your productivity, your energy, and your money are meaningless. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, and this is just a small taste of what it was like. I used to work at a radio station that was on a peninsula that they called an island, and I, I'll never understand that. But, um, you know, I there was one way on and one way off, mm-hmm. one road. And it was President Bush who was staying out at the Colony Beach Resort in Longboat Key, Florida. And I think that this might have been around the 9-11 time. I don't know. He, he came out there a couple of times. Um, and maybe it was the... Maybe it was Al Gore. I don't know. These these folks, you know, they do what they do. And uh, it happened on uh, Longboat Key on a couple of occasions. And, well, 
they came out there and they locked down the road so that he could drive on the road. I was out at the radio station at the time. I couldn't get out of work. There was one way in and one way out. I, if I had a sailboat, I suppose I could have gotten, gotten off the uh, the peninsula. But other than that, I I was stuck there. And my time didn't matter. I went back to the radio station and, you know, I don't know, looked at stuff online or something mm-hmm. um, and and waited. It took it took like two and a half hours for them to let me out. But if it would have taken eight and a half hours, who would have cared? Who would have done anything? Do you think I could have got the local news out there after I finally got off the island? To, you know, <laughs> man stranded by president's caravan. Yep. Yeah, they wouldn't have cared. And uh, this is exactly what's going to be like in downtown Chicago. I mean, it, the traffic's already horrendous inside of the loop. and. Right. You're going to add, I mean, they're just going to shut the streets down. They'd have to. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a metro a metro of like 5 million people. How can they control that? They can't control that. But they're going to try. They're going to give it their best. And then they're, you know, when, if nothing happens, they're going to call it a success. Not, They're not going to say that, uh, oh, you know, people, people are generally nonviolent and uh, good folks. They're going to say, we've saved America or whatever. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Your thoughts. Welcome. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, bring up anything that you want to talk about, we've been talking about. Well, frankly, protecting your rights when it comes to searches uh, here for the last hour or so. And the over at the Huffington Post, Scott Morgan gives five reasons why you should never consent to a search, even if... You don't have anything to hide. And uh, if you, you know, I, I'll, I'll list them off here real shortly, but let me tell you about SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that supports your right to privacy. And they do collections, early out billing. They purchase charged off receivables. The principal over there is a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. If you're going to do business, if you have a business and you're going to do business with somebody to, to handle your accounts receivable, SACL CAI is a good choice. Uh, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. And Two business the businesses the ports free talk live going on real quickly it's uh, number one it's your constitutional right number two refusing a search protects you if you end up in court this is very important three saying no can prevent a search altogether saying no is the shortest path a lot of people will say yes because they want it to get over with saying no is the quickest mm-hmm. four searches can waste your time and damage your property oftentimes your property get trashed and there's no responsibility if you consent. Number five, you never know what they'll find. 
if for whatever reason you have a you know a roach sticks to your shoe in a parking lot and you pick it up and it goes into your car it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how it got there no nope. it doesn't matter that it looked like it was stuck to your shoe it doesn't matter it has a shoe print on it you're going to jail because you weren't wise enough you didn't have the intestinal fortitude to say no no the fourth amendment protects my uh you know right to uh, not be searched unreasonably and uh, are you detaining me here officer because i need to go are you detaining me am i under arrest like you needed to ask these questions and moves the process along uh, waiting there all day it's just going to get you arrested yep that's sadly what they do it's their job to put warm bodies in cold jail cells mm-hmm. now obviously it's their job to put guilty people but in a nation where there are more laws than you can read in four lifetimes no i'm not kidding more laws than you can read in four lifetimes how can you possibly not be breaking a law right now and ignorance of the law is no no excuse so it doesn't matter whether you know the law or not. There, it's true. Um, here in New Hampshire, and I can only speak to you know this is what it's like for me. Here in New Hampshire, there's a law where felons can't possess knives. Now, how many felons in the state of New Hampshire know that they're committing a felony every time they pick up a steak knife to cut their meat? I imagine very, very few of them do. Now, obviously, this law isn't enforced, but it was told to me by a police officer. So at least one police officer knew about this law at that time. Mm-hmm. So what happens if it and, – and by the way, it's likely the case in your, case, in your state is it is against the law for a police officer to ignore a felony in the state of New Hampshire. Yeah. So if a police officer sees me with a plastic picnic knife, they are obligated by the law – they probably won't – but they're obligated by the law to arrest me. So you've got this really weird situation going on. Uh, you know, it's one one that people don't want to be put in. So I didn't, you know, I didn't know about this law before it happened. Most convicts, ex-convicts, don't know about this law in New Hampshire. How about your state? How many laws? How many things are illegal in your state that you don't know that you may be possessing, that you may be doing, that may be in your home? You have no idea. Going on, finishing up this article here from Scott Morgan at the Huffington Post. dot com. Remember that knowing your rights will help you protect yourself. But no amount of preparation can guarantee a good outcome in a bad situation. Your attitude and your choices before, during, and after the encounter will usually matter more than your knowledge of the law. Stay calm, no matter what happens. And remember that you can always report misconduct after things settle down. So you're less likely to have the misconduct, and you can report it afterwards. Stay calm. Don't use foul language. This just stirs the situation up. Mm -hmm. Finally, please don't be shy about sharing this information with your family and friends, understanding and asserting that your rights isn't about getting away with anything, and it isn't about disrespecting police either. These rights are the foundation of the freedom of America. They're the foundation of the rights of these police officers and their families, too. Their families and they need their their if if you refuse every time you refuse a search, you're protecting the Fourth Amendment to some little extent. You're protecting that person and their family. Mm -hmm. If you don't use your right, you lose it. Right. That's right. So they're the foundation of freedom in America, and they get weaker whenever we fail to exercise them. And uh, Scott Morgan is the director of the FlexureRights.org and the co-creator of the film 10 Rules for Dealing with with police uh, you know i mean I, I i guess i know what it's like i've been in these situations where i've 
probably would have let a police officer search in some, you know, my car if they had wanted to or whatever. But what you want and what is good for you is the opposite in this circumstance than what the police officer is asking for. Your property quite possibly can be damaged. You have no recourse. Mm -hmm. If they find something you didn't know was there, you have no recourse. If they find something you didn't know was illegal, you have no recourse. Right. You have no recourse. Your it's going to take longer. No is shorter than yes. Yes is at least a 45-minute shakedown of your car. Mm-hmm. No is, you know, you may have to deal with them for five more minutes saying, oh, you know, I can do this and I can do that. And, uh, and, uh, really, am I being detained? Am I free to go? Am I being detained? Am I free to go? Am I under arrest? I don't understand. You have the option of arresting me, detaining me, or letting me go. Which one of those are you picking right now, officer, sir? Mm-hmm. You get one. And, you know, he may choose to do that, but then there's legal ramifications for him if he decides to detain. Right. Or she. Um, you know, there's legal ramifications if they decide to arrest. I mean, these are these are issues that, the, you know, what are they going to arrest you for for refusing a search? Nothing. I mean, they may come up with something. Who knows? Yeah, but they, at least they you might have be recourse. able to throw a catch all at you like disorderly or. Uh, refusing a lawful order or anything like that. At least you have the recourse, yep. um, and you won't have the recourse if you go ahead and uh, you know allow them to do the search. Yep. And let's not forget, here's what you can imagine if you do do the search. Your car is likely to be torn apart because mm-hmm. the place that you would hide drugs wouldn't be in some convenient – they're not going to just rifle through your uh, your glove compartment. They, you know, drugs could be anywhere in that car. Yep. Cars are easy places to hide drugs. They'll they'll check the crease un, under the seat. You know, they'll check under the seat, under the floor mats. Yep. They'll be checking for secret compartments. You know, which cars have. Sure. Uh, and they're not just looking for drugs. They're looking for guns and all kinds of things. So you know, you think it'd be easier just to bring the dog out. I had my vehicle searched at the border one time uh, with a dog, and the dog went through, ate some of my Cheetos, and uh, off he went. Uh, walked across my bed. I was in a uh, a vehicle that you could sleep in, and you know, walked across my bed, ate my Cheetos, and off he went. You know, relatively short period of time, kind of thing. Frankly, if I'd have kept my shell, my mouth shut at the border, I probably wouldn't have gotten shaken down at all. <laughs> but, um, you know, funny situation where I, I didn't know that it was illegal, by the way, to go to Canada as a felon. And this is just another wow. example of how people don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I was just trying to go see my friend in Canada. Right. I was on a trip around the United States. I want to go see my friend. I spent the night in the, well, frankly, the nicest jail I've ever seen or heard of. And on my way out, the Canadian cops, and this, it shows just how friendly I can be in these situations. I, I you know, they, they said, hey, we don't want to take these guys all the way to the border, eh? And uh, why don't you just take them with you and, and get across and you can drop them off uh, at the, the border. They can pick up their cars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I actually did it. I did. I took these guys with me. But then I have three ex-convicts in a car crossing the border back over the, you know, the the the, the guys there. Um, what, what, what are they? Border Patrol. Yeah. They start asking questions and then, you know, none of the answers are good. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Pull over here. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, we don't know each other. And we're three ex-convicts coming back from an arrest in Canada. Really? Why don't you gentlemen pull right over here? We've got uh, a dog that would like to go through your vehicle. Now, that's... It wasn't these guys' vehicle. They had nothing to worry about. It was mine. Right. For doing a favor. For the law enforcement officers just locked me up. Why did I do that? Right. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live.
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark and Luther. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can go to freetalklive dot com. We have a uh, message board there. It's called a, we call it a BBS. Throwback to the old bulletin board systems of the early internets, and uh, you can go check it out at uh, bbs dot dot com. Largely uncensored bulletin board system where you can talk about what you want 855-450-3733 we've been sort of talking about the largely unchecked growth of the police state in america now i'm not willing to say that police are bad people doing bad things but i am willing to say that there's not a lot of accountability when it comes to police, that they don't have the same level of accountability and generally not the same level of punishment that we, the, the muggles, have, the, the, the mundanes. And that never leads to anything good. It's a class system. Right. And here's another story that will show that this is so. This is coming straight out of New Hampshire. A, a New Hampshire man who fired his handgun into the ground to scare an alleged burglar he caught crawling out of a neighbor's window, is now facing a felony charge. This uh, is from February the 21st, uh, so it's a little old, and I've got an update on it here. But I want you to read this, uh, this story here. And, and the same potential prison sentence as the man that he stopped. Dennis Fleming, 61, of Farmington, was arrested for reckless conduct after the Saturday incident in his 19th century farmhouse. The single grandfather had returned home to find his home had been burglarized and spotted Joseph Hebert, a bear, you pick, 27, crawling out of the window of a neighbor's home. Fleming said he yelled, freeze, before firing his gun into the ground. Then he held a bear at gunpoint until the police arrived. I don't think I could handle this guy physically, so... I didn't think, excuse me, I could handle this guy physically, so I fired into the ground, Fleming told the uh, FoxNews.com. He stopped. He knew I was serious. I was angry. And I was worried that this guy was going to come after me. No one was injured in, the in- injured in the incident, but the police arrived. They made two arrests. Hebert was charged with two counts of burglary and drug possession, faced up to seven years in prison if convicted. Fleming, meanwhile, is scheduled to be arraigned on March the 20th on a charge of reckless conduct, which could potentially land him a sentence similar to the one Hebert faces. So you've got a situation here where, in a state, by the way, where they just passed a law where you don't have to, where, where if you feel threatened, you're allowed to use a firearm to protect yourself. Apparently, you're endangering people by firing that firearm into the ground is the suggestion. Mm-hmm. Now, it comes on later that, uh, you know, the, the charges were dropped and it's stupid and all that other right. stuff. That's what I had heard. That the charges were dropped? Yes. They were. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't have a problem with I'm, I'm glad the charges were dropped. Right. But 
some police officer out there, whether it was a sergeant, uh, you know, whoever it was, said, yep, arrest him. Yep. Now, the guy's going through uh, the process, and who knows how much it's going to cost, mind you. Remember, they're not going to pay it for you. Nope. Going through the prost- process to annul his arrest record, because if an arrest has been made and it's illegitimate and the charges are dropped, the arrest is still on your record. Right. So who knows how that's going to affect you into the future if you want some kind of government job or whatever. So this guy has to go through the process and likely pay for it. You never know. You know I mean, these reporters, they don't look at it from this standpoint. They're just, oh, good, justice has been served. The cops said so. Of course, now they've changed their mind and it's served again. Great. You know, they just report. They're not looking into... You know, well, what's this costing this guy? They mm-hmm. do mention it in the article, but, you know, they're never going to find it out. They're never going to do the expose when he does finally get everything done. It's not news anymore. Right. It's news when he gets arrested for shooting a gun in the ground. It's news, uh, you know, lesser news, because actually, you know, this first one is on Fox dot com. The information finding out that he hasn't been arrested is actually, you know. Yeah, Foster's. That's uh, the, the Daily Democrat. That's a, uh, a, a you know pretty major uh, newspaper here. But oftentimes the 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 information that you find out later, just not it's just not newsworthy. It's not it's not going to get the eyeballs mm-hmm. that uh, that first story is going to get. And the one where it says, "Yep, oh, turns out he paid seventy five hundred dollars." To protect himself against a fallacious charge he should have never been charged with in the first place. To remove a r- arrest from his record that he should have never been arrested for in the first place. And the people of Farmington aren't going to have to pay for it this time. Or they are. Uh, you know, none of these things come up. But I guess, you know, the point I have in here, uh, you know, uh, in this story, which is, you can imagine what this is like. Is this going to happen to anybody? This guy came home to his normal home. He found some burglar coming out of his house who probably wouldn't have been here if the stinking politicians didn't have the stinking war on drugs. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have all the cops that we had. And the cops that we did have would be worrying about things that were far more important. Right. And letting people take care of their neighborhoods like this guy was. Indeed. And the then they wouldn't have been charging a normal citizen with doing normal things. Yes. I live in a town where there is no police officer. There are lots of these places around America or where they have uh, so few police officers that it doesn't matter or that they only work at certain hours. I'm surprised people aren't running naked in the streets in your town, breaking windows and spray painting cars. If they did, you know, do such a thing, they're liable to to face the business end of a 44 Mm -hmm. because that's what it's like in, um, you know, where, where I live. We don't need police officers to handle normal crimes i mean the biggest thing that we generally deal with are mostly you know chicken call dog calls you know the dogs on my property doing this or that or the other thing right but when you do have but one of the reasons criminals don't come you know what they break into houses in keen where i don't live where all the college professors are Mm -hmm. (laughs) where people are much less likely to be armed they are not breaking into houses especially not when people are home out in the 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 surrounding rural areas in new hampshire where you can bet well i guess two out of the three two out of three houses have a gun waiting for you yeah why take those odds who wants those odds right go for the easy target go for the easy targets um you know go across the border into massachusetts where you know they don't have guns (laughs) (laughs) you know you're not gonna do your burglaries here do them over there 
you know, in Vermont, they the, the restrictions are even less than they are here. Some of the, the you know, this this lefty liberal state has some of the least restrictive gun laws in the nation. Mm-hmm. I can possess any weapon that was manufactured before 1898 or something like that over there. Uh, by the way, don't take your legal advice from, uh, uh, you know, convicted felon radio hosts. But um, <laughs> I can I can possess a gun over there and it's no problem. I step across, I, I drive across the Connecticut River and suddenly it's a big deal. Uh, you, you know, you go into Massachusetts and nobody can carry a weapon and protect themselves there. It's the armed citizenry that keeps people safe that keeps crime down i was in prison for almost nine years i can tell you what these guys think i'm the most qualified person that you know to tell you what burglars think Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you burglars aren't if they were concerned about cops they wouldn't break into houses in the first place because you know there are cops what they're concerned about is people being home first people being home dogs they don't like those either Guns, they come up on the list. They're not the top issue. They're not. Nope. But if somebody breaks into a house while you're there, you need to have something to protect yourself. You don't know what that person's going to do. Most of them, if you're home, are going to run away. And that's what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the first and foremost thing is protecting yourself. Sure, you have some obligation, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, call it a moral obligation, whatever you want to call it, to your fellow citizens to, to make sure that that person gets caught so he doesn't put other, anybody else's property or, or life in danger. But, you know, first and foremost, it's protecting yourself and in that, in that situation. So, you know, them getting out of the window and running away is a good thing. But not every one of them is going to get out of the window and run away. You know, if your wife's at home and you're not, what, you know, how is she going to protect herself? There's different choices. Some people want to choose handguns, and I think that you know, think that's just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different people are going to choose different ways to protect themselves. I don't particularly want to bring a knife to a gunfight. Right. There's a, a meme on the internet, uh, and it's a woman holding a gun, and it says, uh, "Greater range than a taser, check." You know, and mm-hmm. more, greater stopping power than mace, check. The choice is obvious. You know. Sure, and and when you, when you, when you when somebody as far as I'm concerned, when somebody breaks into the house, they have given up any right that they have to uh, life, liberty, and happiness at that point. Um, you know, it, it certainly depends on the circumstances. I suppose there are circumstances where breaking into a house is sure, uh, sure. a legitimate thing to do, but they're rare. Right. Well, and and even so, I mean. I don't want to have to kill somebody. No, I don't want to have to deal with the problems, and I don't want to have to think about it later. I, I can hope that they'll just see my gun and, you know, turn tail and leave. They're not as That'd likely, be optimal. They're not but, as likely to run away from a taser or uh, pepper spray, I would think. Right. But just in case, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a gun. You know, and I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about pepper spray. Get them in, If you can get them in the face with pepper spray and, uh, you know, hold them on location until the cops come, it's a good thing. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Sorry about that. 855-450-FREE. Call in. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Take control of the airwaves here. And the live Thursday edition of Free Talk Live is Mark with you. And Luther. 
Luther, you've got a story here um, regarding the Pirate Bay, which is a a website from Uh, Sweden where they advocate the uh, online piracy of intellectual property. Yes, it's a torrent-sharing website, um, and it it gives you links to uh, files that other people are sharing on the Internet uh, through the Pirate Bay torrenting. um. Okay. Uh, And I have good news for users of the Pirate Bay. It was shut down. And that's good? Well, in a way... Um, they opened, reopened up a magnet site, and I can explain that to you. Uh, I'm going to need it. Yeah, I'm going to need that. Okay. Well, I have this uh, article from the Chicago Tribune by Chris Morris. Uh, while news at the Pirate Bay, the biggest hub of online pirated content, has taken down all of its torrent links, might seem a little reason for celebration in Hollywood. Studios may want to keep the champagne corked for a while longer. <laughs> Uh, the information, uh, the excuse me, the infamous website, which has been a haven for people to download copyrighted content for years, stopped serving torrent files last Tuesday, but immediately switched to a new file sharing system that will make it harder, Pirate Bay believes, for officials to determine who has downloaded a file using the site. Historically, people wishing to download or share pirated content would download a torrent file uh, to connect with others and gain or provide or provide access to to the content. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because those files were downloaded downloaded onto a user's computer, though, they were fairly easy to track. So now, the torrents were re- relatively easy to track. You're right, right because um, the, the torrent fi- file basically you shows you where the other files are on the network Makes and, sense, yeah. and, and pulls it for you. Sure. Um, Historically, people wishing to download and share... I'm sorry, I read that. Uh, Now, user of the Pirate Bay will use a technology called magnet links, which do not have files associated with them, only data. So they've basically cut cut the the actual file. Pirates have gone stealth. Yes, exactly. Let's go to uh, Kevin in Indianapolis. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Pirate Bay user, and I... Kevin, speak up. I'm having a difficult time hearing you. Okay. I'm a huge Pirate Bay user, and I wondered why it went to the magnet. But see, it's always been there, but I never clicked on it. But now it automatically does that, and I was like, wow, I wonder why it's doing that. Right. This is new to me. This is new to me as well, and I'm a fairly big Pirate Bay user as well. Uh, I don't have any idea. I've never gone to the website. (laughs) Well, the magnet, the magnet is there. It looks like a magnet symbol, and for instance, the unit was a, a CBS show, uh, counterintelligence agency, and a lot of times I couldn't pull it up normally, so I'd have to use the magnet. And uh, so it's kind of interesting, but I, I, I probably have, and I'm not exaggerating, twenty-five to thirty thousand discs that I've downloaded and, and copied onto the disc. So wow. I've got a, one room that's totally devoted. I mean, <laughs> and this is one download at a time. Wow. And I've burned up two laptops. I have uh, three uh, units, you know, table units. Um, it, it's just amazing. What are you doing with all these shows? Basically just storing it like a library. I mean, hmm. it's just amazing. And somebody will ask me, they'll say, yeah, this one show. And I say, oh, I've got that. Would you like me to burn your copy? Yes, great. Okay. It's, uh, you know, I I think about uh, in the past, you'll often find that, uh, you know, film and TV shows and these kind of things, they're gone. 
They just don't have them anymore. Uh, you know, whatever copy there was in some storeroom in Hollywood or whatever, mm-hmm. they tossed it out or it wasn't kept or, or whatever. There's all kinds of lost footage out there. And, you know, it's what you're doing to some extent is kind of like the seed banking of, uh, you know, performance art. It's amazing. Like the, the, the movie out is Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a Gary Oldham, he should have won an Academy Award for it. It's an awesome movie. Well, it was out in uh, like a series form. And I've had that for a long time, and all of a sudden now that's very popular. It was a great book, and there's you know no doubt about it. And Oldman is a a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Kevin, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. There are a lot of fantastic out- actors out there that aren't your you know sort of dashing leading man type. Right. Um, you know, I, I I can never. I, I'm very bad at naming all of these guys' names, but there's a lot of them out there that are really awesome actors, and some of them get more credit than others. I mean, I, th- I think Oldman, you know, probably gets his due to some extent, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, what is it? Is it Norton? Edward Norton? Yeah, Philip think, Seymour Hoffman is probably another one. Yeah, um, I think my favorite though that just doesn't get just doesn't get his due is John Goodman. Um, I mean, oh, this yeah. guy's an awesome actor. <laughs> Awesome can play a variety of roles, and he's relegated to the second guy role or the bad guy role because he's overweight. You know, I mean, he's a big man. Right now, it it gets him work. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, I don't think that he gets his due, kind of by because of his shape or or whatever it is. But you know, sure. Uh, anyway, going on. Sex sells, and he is not sexy. <laughs> well, to somebody he is. <laughs> there are cellulite surfers uh, all over America that uh, find John Goodman uh, very attractive. Anyway, let's go on. Uh, Kevin in Indianapolis, eight, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Did you say Ken? Ken, yes. What did I say? Yeah. Could yeah, have said I, Kevin. I, I, it, fuzzed, it fuzzed out on me. I wasn't sure it was me. It's you. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to understand here uh, how is what what the pirating different from any other form of theft? Sure. Um, for for one, I, you know, they use the term pirate. I don't tend to use the term pirating because pirating is robbery on the open seas. Right. Uh, but, you know, call it file sharing or whatever term one wishes to use. Pirating's fine, too. I, mean, I, I call it copying. I, I, again, I, I don't... I don't uh, okay, copying. That's yeah, right. Any, anything's fine. Um, and you know, just so long as we're talking about the same thing. Right. The difference is, is that you don't lose anything. Right. Um, if I have a, a chair and you steal my chair, I may no longer sit down. However, if I have a chair and you copy the way the chair looks, then we both both may sit. So, so you don't buy into the notion of intellectual property. I, d- I don't. No. Um, uh, intellectual Any, property. Anybody's, anybody's brain work is is yours for the taking. Is that right? Well, uh, yes. Uh, how about Amadeus Mozart? I mean, uh, you, at this point, you can listen to any of the greatest symphonies ever written and do it for free. But You can even somebody, perform them if, if without having to pay somebody. If some screeching harpy comes out and produces something now, um, and you, for whatever reason, you know, play it in, in some way or another that is not legally acceptable, you'll be uh, subject to... I mean, you know, down, some of these downloads, they've uh, awarded... Juries have awarded, or like judges, I don't know who, uh, you know, $60,000 per download. A song isn't worth $60,000. Right, or they'll sentence somebody to 50 years in prison, whereas a rapist murderer will get seven. Well, I'm not saying that, that, that so, so you're justifying one illegal act by saying that 
another illegal No, I'm saying that nothing has been stolen from you, and I don't care right. about legalities. Legalities are fat people uh, writing down crap on pieces of paper for their own benefit. Um, I care about morality. So, so, so because, because um, uh, composer A or artist B is, is, uh, it uses his mind to, to create uh, music, and uh, uh, artisan B builds a beautiful piece of furniture, stealing the furniture without permission of the furniture manufacturer is a crime, but stealing the intellectual property, the, the fruits of his labor, the works of his effort, is not is well, not. It, uh, uh, it's it's not stealing it. I mean, you're you're you're, you're it framing belongs, it in a way that belongs to the world. Is that right? I'm pretty much that way. I mean, think about it for this this way, if you would. If we if intellectual property was real property and it was legitimate and moral to respect intellectual property. And remember, intellectual properties are relatively new and only in the last two decades have they really become, uh, you know, so uh, voracious that they're going after, you know, it's it's lifetime plus 99 years on a work of art now. Um but, you know, I mean, take a look at the wheel. What if we had to pay every time we rolled down the street, we had to pay the person, the descendants of the person who created the wheel. Everybody would be writing checks all over the place. Um, if you're talking about all these works of art, at what point, if I really owned it, shouldn't I be able to own it forever? Shouldn't I be able to pass this down? Ken, I'm going to hold you over. We're, we're, um, I, I want you to be able to answer this. 855-450-3733. I think there's a lot of intellectual problems with intellectual property. It seems to be just a way for rich people to extract money from poor poor people, to me. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about, uh, well, intellectual property issues here, in the last segment or so. And uh, we actually have Ken on the line. And Ken, Ken, are you there? Ken, can you hear me? Ken, are you there? Yes, yes. I just want to make sure that uh, I've got okay. you potted up. So um, I asked you a question, and you, you had some questions, and thank you for calling in on this, right? Like when we talk about intellectual property, oftentimes people won't call in and challenge, um, you know, what our thoughts are. Uh-huh. And they, you know, so therefore, you know, it's it's not brought out in the same way. And yeah. what my question to you was, if intellectual property is in fact property, because we use terms like stealing to, uh, to talk about downloading material from the Internet, um, you know, if it is in fact property, then why don't we uh, do something about intellectual property from the past, like the people who've created wheels, the guy who discovered fire? Um, you know, the, the, the at this point, there's a identify patent. Identify him and I'll pay him. Okay, you how would? I'll identify him and I'll pay him. What about? I mean, do, been good for you. Do what? you think that that makes sense, though? That the whole world would, uh, you know, be kiting checks for point zero two seven cents for every time they roll one mile on a wheel? Well, no, no, I don't think that's practical, and I think there should be some limits, like like uh, in the old days, patents end. Sure, sure. Let me ask copyright, you this though. Copyright. Well, let me, no, let me ask you a question. You left okay. the 
before the break, and you said that you thought that copy, you didn't use the word copyright laws, but you said copyright right laws are just a way, a way for rich people to get money from poor people. Often that's, that's the case. And, correct, yeah. And my response to that is, I think that rationalization is just your way of getting something you want without paying for it. I don't think it is. Um, you know, when I, I'm concerned about artists creating. I think that the world's a better place if people make music, if they make, uh, you know, those kind of things. But I think when you're talking about a dinosaur like the movie industry or the record industry, which mm-hmm. is getting basically, I mean, you're talking about well, nine and a half cents on every dollar, uh, excuse me, nine and a half cents on every dime that's spent um, in you know, for one of these items, you're not talking about the individuals who have created this stuff doing it. You're talking about these these big companies that basically gatekeepers that the world can't change when they have. I mean, you know, now you can download music all over the Internet, but these big companies hold on to, you know, the you know revolution by the Beatles or whatever. And, you know, it, it makes it so information can't pass back and forth. That's not a big company. That's Michael Jackson's estate that owns the Beatles. Uh, right, and I suppose they sold that. I couldn't say, but uh, they've you know these these music companies don't give money to the artists. Do you uh, don't give that much money to the artists. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, great. That's actually very true. Um, let me ask you this: You said that uh, if intellectual property from the past, uh, if you, if I could point to the owner, that you would pay them. If they expected payment for it, if they're Ownership had not ended. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me ends. ask. Let me, then, in that case, my follow-up question is: Have you ever sang the Happy Birthday song? I have. Did you pay for it? No. That's oh, the reason they you don't, broke the law. They don't. They don't have it in restaurants. I didn't, I, I didn't record it. Um, it doesn't oh, matter. It, it, you it cannot matter. perform. Look, look, if I go to open mic night and I sing Beat It by Michael Jackson, I've broken the law. Yes. And if ASCAP BMI can have my butt over it. That, and I don't want you to do that. Right. Well, Why I, not? What, what, really? Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I, I'm in a cover band. Why can't I do that? You get permission to sing the song? Why no, I don't. I, no, the cover band uh, you know, is, is three guys in a garage that don't have the money to hire a lawyer to be able to go out and find the person to even ask this question from. They just oh, want to no, sing... No, that, that's not true. Eh? The, the, the... That's not true. That's ASCAP not true. will take care of that for you. What? ASCAP will take care of that for you. Uh, yeah, and I wonder what they'll charge you for that. I mean, you know... dollars for... A... For a restaurant that serves 50 people, it'll cost you $300 a year. Yeah, right. They're... Well, for the restaurant, but what about the band? The band's going to play at that restaurant how many times? And, you know, what's it, how much are they going to get out of this gig? I, I mean, you know, I've scheduled these bands before. These guys get sometimes free drinks, sometimes $100, sometimes $300, sometimes $500. $500 I have never gotten $300. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> we need to understand, Ken, what kind of, you know, what we're doing here is stifling the economy. We're, uh, we're stifling intellectual, uh, you know, the chain, the exchange of ideas, and that's not worth these things, these, this, this, this non-loss to these companies. Because I can't kick the tires on a song, you don't think that that if I wrote it, that I own it and should be able to control it. I well, I don't, I don't. If you, yes, you should be able to control it until you cease to control it. If you have an idea, if you put together some letters and uh, um, you know, that you speak a word that's never been spoken before to me, then suddenly I own it too because it's just an idea. 
So if you want it, you got to keep it to yourself. But if you share it, then it's out there. And that's what the Internet allows people to do. They're, these songs are just ones and zeros on the Internet. And those ones and zeros can be duplicated without any loss to you. Free Talk Live gives away... security number. What's that? Your social security number is just a one and a zero. That's why I keep it secret. That's why I keep it secret. Is it okay? Is it okay to steal that? Because that has no value at all, and you don't own it. After you die, they'll recycle that and give it to somebody else. So is it okay to steal social security numbers on the Internet? The number itself? Do you mean post it on the Internet? No, steal it. Well, how do you steal it on the Internet? It's happening every day. You mean people? How many million people lose their identity because somebody accesses their social security number? Well, then well, they're committing they, fraud. The, pos- the possession of a of a social security number is one thing. The use of it to create a fake identity so that you can make accounts in other people's names is something entirely different. I mean, yeah, you do need to protect your social security number. The but first it, step it is not putting no, it on the internet. The second step is getting, no like, value. say, LifeLock or something. It has no value. Yeah, it kind of does. Apparently, if it has no value, then just give me yours right now over the over the radio. It has less value than than a a Mozart concerto. I don't I don't entirely understand the comparison here. I would disagree. I'm more of a Beethoven fan. I I think Mozart has no uh, no redeemable qualities whatsoever. (laughs) You're you're derailing. uh, You're derailing. I am. That's the beauty of art. You can have a different viewpoint and still be okay. I don't think the world's going to be a better place if my social security number is out, but I can protect my social security number and choose to do so. Um, you can protect whatever intellectual property you create, and I, and I support you protecting it. However, when you... When, by God, don't let anybody else hear it. I don't happen? have to. I shouldn't have to pay to investigate somebody, uh, you know, the taking of your stuff, if, if that's the case. And I shouldn't have to pay to incarcerate them. Your property is not my problem if you're going to call intellectual property a problem. And well, well, they, when they, it comes down to it, Ken, we have a system that doesn't work. Your real property, too, right? What's that? I said then you're opposed to jailing people who steal my real property as well. I think that people that steal property... I think that people that steal property should have to uh, pay back that and a uh, you know some kind of uh, you know uh, extra amount of money for the trouble they caused, maybe three or four times the the value of the of, of the the replacement value of the thing they stolen. Ken, I really do appreciate you calling in. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us over 
on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on there, and you can see it uh, at your leisure. Also, I want to tell you about the Bitcoin. It is something that uh, is really unique. It's a distributed, completely decentralized, peer-to-peer digital currency. And it can be used in an anonymous fashion. It doesn't take any, uh, you know, you don't have to jump through any hoops to get to, uh, to start using them. It's open source, so yeah. there's no intellectual property involved. No doubt. <laughs> and uh, it's a brilliant little concept that has really kind of blown up over the last few years. It started, I think, uh, in about 2008. Uh, we've seen it uh, wildly fluctuate in value and more new interesting services and uh, products have come out that are accepting bitcoins and it's just an amazing uh, currency. You, you can learn more over at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. And thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To get your bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. Obviously, I'm just appearing here uh, at the remaining half an hour of this evening's program. Uh, there's You guys are in the middle of talking about intellectual property. Yeah, a gentleman called in. We were talking about Pirate Bay, switching to a new uh, stealth system. Guy called in, and he was shocked. Um, you know, He probably has never heard these ideas uh, uh, before, that I don't believe, we don't believe, that the sharing of things online is a crime. We believe that uh, you know sharing is sharing. You know, if I want to, wait, pl- wait, you didn't used to think that way, right? I, I did change my mind, yeah. and one of the you know mainly the, I often think in utilitarian terms. I will I will readily admit it. But he used the term stealing, and and I understand. I mean, that's that's common terminology to use that, but it's not stealing. You know, if uh, it's copying, right? It's copying. I mean, if it, you it's, if you have one less, then it's stealing. But if you have one more. You're not stealing. And when you look at the intellectual property laws as they are in the United States, they're completely arbitrary. Completely arbitrary. They make no sense whatsoever. Nobody who supports intellectual property, and I get the idea of intellectual property. I think that you should be able to protect your ideas. But when it comes into the realm of me being responsible to protect your ideas and all these things, it just doesn't work. You know, if I cut a shirt in a certain fashion... Mm -hmm. Nobody, there's no law that protects my intellectual property of the cutting of that shirt. But some jackhole can uh, patent a crustless peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's the way that these things don't make any sense. I get that people need to make money from their ideas. But the internet is rife. It's full of people who are making money with their ideas without protecting them with intellectual property It seems to me that if anyone's making money, it's the uh, patent attorneys. They they certainly sure, do. Sure. Oh, or the major industries that want to protect these copyrights, mm-hmm. like music and movies. Uh, you know, Mark mentioned earlier that uh, the it's pretty much the rich keeping or, or extracting money from the poor, and actually, it's also the established uh, businesses keeping competition out, especially with music. I would say. So let's go to the phones here. Uh, Bob is on the line listening to Indies WXNT. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live live with Ian Luther and Mark. Yeah, hey guys, uh, I've enjoyed the uh, conversation here. I don't really know where I'm at. I'm kind of on the fence on intellectual property, but I wanted to get your guys' input on um, intellectual property in the form of like a uh, engineering designs or let's let's say the iPad. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of um, copying of products and then reselling those products. What do you guys think of that? I think that's fine. I think if you're clever enough to reverse engineer something. And and resell it. That's fine. Uh, I think it would be fraudulent to say that it's an, an iPad. A, an iPad, right? You'd be lying to your customers if you wrote 
iPad on the bottom of your, um, you know, Ken pad or whatever there, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. What is it? The Bob pad. The Bob, Bob pad. I mean, that wouldn't be very, very cool of you to do. But you I mean, think my name's not very cool? But, <laughs> <laughs> I think the Bob pad might likely could be better. And that's really what it comes down to. If the iPad is never allowed to be uh, competed with because, well, hey, somebody came up with the idea of touching a screen and moving stuff around. I mean, this is how ludicrous some of these uh, these intellectual property laws can get. Then there will be no innovation in that area. You'll get the iPad that Apple gives you, and that's the iPad that you'll get. You'll never get another tablet because, hey, we came up with the idea of the tablet. And that's just bull crap. Yeah, but then it seems like uh, if you're a company, what's your incentive to actually spend money on R&D if – to be first to the market, it's it's a great question. This is my this was my question. I'm a utilitarian thinking guy too, Bob. And the fact is that you, I mean, what's the incentive to for a fashion uh, designer to be to come up with new ideas in fashion? To be first to market, to have the name brand, to have the best product because you're the one who was there first. And because there's no, there are no intellectual property laws protecting, say, fabric and, you know, the cutting of clothing and stuff like that. People come up with these things all the time. The only thing you can do is say, hey, this is, this is Bob's clothes. And you can't come up with, you can't just patent the way you cut the pants, the pocket on the pants or whatever. That's something you can't do. So coming first to market, matters i mean lots of people have lots of tablets is that affecting apple and their sales of tablets no it it makes sense on low cost products but when you're talking about something that's higher cost higher r&d cost it seems like there's a there's an issue there because let's talk about drugs um this is where patents are um you know in fact come around dr mary ruart who used to work in the uh, the field of uh, you know b- bringing drugs said that what they used to do was attempt to be first to market but then as they uh, the the patent lawyers got further entrenched with the phar- pharmaceutical companies what happened was innovation was stifled that when you'll see now is when their 17 years is up that they reformulate the uh, whatever the drug is and just bring the same thing back out to market and then they go and they have their uh, they're, you know, whatever those people are, the the drug agents go to the doctors and having an, an attempt to get them to prescribe it. So what you have is, in fact, these intellectual property laws aren't protecting innovation and aren't protecting the people. They're doing just the opposite. Well, they're, they're making it so these companies can sort of rest on their laurels for yeah. a number of years. Because you, if you own if you own these these IP pieces of paper. You don't, it doesn't matter anymore. Michael Jackson wasn't making money by being a great performer. He was making money by owning Beatles songs. Plus, don't forget how much money they're spending as far as R&D process is concerned. Don't forget how much they're spending on the attorneys and the patent law and going through all of that yeah. and suing and protecting and you know jumping through all those hoops. That's not a cheap process either. So you would cut those, those costs out. Something to okay. think about, Bob. Thanks for the call tonight. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and if you want to look up more, uh, Stephen Kinsella, I believe, is like the go-to guy on yeah. this. We've had him on uh, the air several times, and he is a patent attorney who's against patents. IP. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few attorneys that actually wants to put himself out of a job, at least in that area. Uh, 855-450-FREE. David is on the line in Indy, listening also to WXNT. Hello, David. David in Indianapolis. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. And David, can you hear me? David going once, David going twice. We'll put him back on hold. Maybe he's got a bad cell phone connection or something like that. Howard is in Philly. You're on Free Talk Live. Howard. Hey, fellas. How you guys doing? What's on your mind, Howard? I don't really have a lot to say about this stuff, 
you were just started the subject you were talking about. I was really wanted to just make a few comments about the Liberty Forum, if that's all right. Sure. The Liberty Forum just happened uh, last weekend in Nashville, New Hampshire. It was a great gathering of hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Were you there? No, I really wanted to attend. Oh, it was bummer. like uh, I really, really wanted to go, but my, my work schedule wouldn't allow it. It just it seemed like such a great time, and everything that I saw that, like, in my mind of how great I thought it was going to be just seemed to transpire. Like, a few thoughts is, like, this guy I know, Jack Spierko, he's just like a survival podcaster, but he spoke so highly of you guys, and he is so jazzed up about the Liberty Forum and everything going on with you guys. I was just, like, so psyched because he's a good guy, and it's just to see that he was, like, always with you guys before, but to see the exposure that he got from this weekend, he had a great time. Like, it was so cool. And then I got to hear Jody speak, because I, I guess Garrett taped it and put it on YouTube. That was awesome, because I'm, like, such an admirer of her. She had a it, great talk. It, it is an amazing like, event, uh, Howard. I don't know if you had more, but you're welcome to stick with us if you do. Uh, it's a great event. It's a great time. And if you can make it up to Liberty Forum 2013, you want to be there. I mean, it's it's awesome to be around other people that actually get the ideas of freedom. There's more coming up here in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are next. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to support the show, you can become an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. Amp standing for Advertise market and promote and the idea being that you send in three bucks a month we'll take that money and invest it into free talk live getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board as well uh of course uh, brand new in leesburg uh eustace florida i believe i should i probably <laughs> should have looked that yeah. one up by now eustace uh, florida and so uh, welcoming to uh, listeners of my 790 am out there taking taking the show all seven nights per week which awesome is great and it's a free talk live amp program that makes adding new new stations like that easy because uh, if a station needs some satellite equipment like this station did we send it to them uh, it's no problem uh, and that's because we can afford it because of people sending three bucks a month into the amp program at amp.freetalklive.com as we continue we're going to try david in indianapolis one more time here david you're on free talk live with ian luther and mark hey i can hear you this time <laughs> excellent go ahead with your thoughts um, yeah, the well, I was calling back when you were talking about the uh, intellectual property laws, sure. and I think just I, I think that the laws obviously need changed or updated. Um, but I think that one of the reasons why it's not a good idea to just do away with them is because I mean, especially with the digital age, you've got let's say I, I write songs, so say that I have a song and I decide to record it and stick it up on YouTube. What's the keep? 
these large companies from coming along and just swiping it up without giving me any compensation and making a bunch of money off of it. Well, there is something called... You write, you perform I, too. Yeah, I, I am also a musician and a songwriter. Uh, there is something mm-hmm. called the poor man's copyright. And what you right. do is you make a recording of your music, you then mail it to yourself, and you don't ever open it. Um, that right. way it, it's sealed, it has the date on it, and it costs you 40 cents. And you have proof undeniable proof that you were the first person to make that song so you're not saying do away with the person's rights well, well I, I was just so, asking, as, answering your question how can I, how can you protect yourself from larger companies um, okay no I, under, I understand that I mean I've, I've sent in things for copyright and have songs on ASCAP all that but I'm saying that well, you guys are right that the people that benefit from it the most it are is not even the people that wrote the song. I try or, to imagine a world where, um, big, where, where there is no intellectual property, where there are no intellectual property laws, and big music companies still exist. Because I can't imagine that world. And that's really. Right, they got to the way they are because of the system. They exist right. solely because of, and the laws that we have that everybody, everybody, even the intellectual property lawyers, the patent lawyers will say are messed up beyond belief. They're in place because these big companies have got them in place and they're not going to get unseated or fixed because that well they benefit people that give far too lo- too much money to these politicians i mean you know i think that the creative commons uh, that that licensing system works significantly better i'm not saying i don't believe that intellectual property exists what my concern is is you know how does it exist what it exists right. what does it look like uh, and you know why should i be responsible for protecting your property right right i think that um i think the best example of how messed up the current laws are is uh, i forget which band it was but i think they asked people to uh, use their phones to record their new songs to get on youtube so that the next concert goers would know the songs and it would make the concert more fun and then the people that did that ended up getting chased down by the record company oh boy. <laughs> that sure. represents the artist. <laughs> yeah, the, the record company has way more power over the material than the artist itself, unless right. you work out some kind of deal with the company where you own your masters or you publish you it before. you can only do that if you're a big boy. Right, or you publish it before you sell it to the record company, but even then you, you might own the publishing rights, but you don't necessarily own that particular recording rights. Right, and I agree with that. I was just, I was just trying to clarify a little bit sure mm-hmm. it's it, you know it, it's a, it's a murky issue it's not the easiest one to get one's uh, arms around but we live in a world now where intellectual property is a reality but this is a really new world when you're talking about the gutenberg press and things like that you know in the course of human events not that long ago 400 years or whatever they just copied books all over and the authors didn't get any kind of uh, all they got was the recognition for what they did um you know i mean bands will make their money by touring most bands by selling merchandise and, more often than and not merch, uh, merch is a big issue that's how they really are going to make their money sure you know right. when, when i look at these rock stars i'm from sarasota florida um you know parking there uh, they they park, park the rolls royce in the middle of main street because they don't have to worry about getting a ticket what do they care if they get a ticket um, because they got all this money i'm not sure that i i'm going to uh, bemoan or miss the world where people you know make all kinds of money from uh, the royalties on their songs I personally will not. I, I I will not miss rock stars. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, the the day of the bard going around and entertaining people and making making a living. I want people to make a living doing what they're doing. But you, you, rock stars were created by intellectual property. David, any other thoughts? Nope, that's it. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. Any other further further thoughts on IP guys? I think we've covered it pretty well. Did I want to hear about the Bearcat. Yeah, did you talk anything at all about what I, happened? I talked about the Bearcat and what it is, but I didn't know anything yeah, that about it's what happening happened tonight. Right, so this armored tank, the police department here, uh, it was approved by the city council 13 to 1. Uh, back, no, this was back in December. Okay. It was approved quietly in the middle of the holiday season with no fanfare whatsoever. Uh, nobody really even knew it was happening. After the fact, the one city councilor that voted against it uh, came out again this year and proposed to uh, you know, reconsider the issue. And they had Which actually, they could do. It's some kind of obscure rule. No, it's just a rule that it's a new year so they can re- re-examine any issue. And so they had a public hearing, and it it was packed. I mean, there were so many people that came out to talk about this. They had to shut down the floor of the you – know, they had to shut down the room, basically, and not allow anyone else in due to fire code regulations. So there was a lot of people at this this hearing. Wow. Of course, they didn't move to one of the bigger rooms, they, they knowing this, this was I don't know if there happen. are bigger rooms in that, in that building. but Not in that building. Um, but anyway, so lots of people came to speak out against this Bearcat, this tank, uh, this armored they vehicle. They can't speak at this event. No, no, I'm talking about what happened a few okay. weeks ago uh, at this event. And so there's a lot of people speaking out against it. And there was a huge campaign uh, to, you know, call the city councilors and talk to them. And at tonight's meeting where they were going to address the issue, uh, one of the city councilors mentioned she had at least 80 phone calls, 10 of which were in favor of the Bearcat, meaning 70 were opposed to the Bearcat. So what's that, about 80%? Yeah, I, th- I would say 80, 80 plus percent of yep. people were. Uh, That's the ones that were. An- one was actually answering her phone. Right. Uh, there's of course plenty of letters to the editor. The majority, you know, super majority of them opposing the Bearcat. Um, the the host of the talk show in the mornings here in in town. There's, there's a small town. We're talking about twenty three thousand people. So there's like only one live and local talk show in the morning. Uh, he says that ninety percent of his calls are against the Bearcat. So if you go down, if you walk down the street and you talk to people, he's of course not going to oppose it because he loves getting the police chief on for oh, interviews. Sure, sure, but at least he admitted that most of his calls were, you know, against the Bearcat. And if you just walk down the street and talk to people and ask them how they feel, eighty plus percent are against uh, the Bearcat, and a good another portion don't even know or they've not heard of it or they, you know, they don't care. And then there's you know about ten percent that favor it. So you know, by all indicators, uh, the newspaper had a, a poll on their website: seventy plus percent uh, against the Bearcat. So by all indicators, the supermajority of people in this area, Keene, New Hampshire, opposed this thing. It was the only time in history, the history of this Bearcat, this decade-long uh, spread that they've been putting over 300 of these things across the country in various different police departments. This was the only time there was ever any kind of resistance or pushback or opposition to it, uh, according to the manufacturer. And, uh, so and, that'll... and all these people hate police was basically the blanket statement they made, the manufacturer made. Right. Yeah. These people hate police. And that was addressed tonight. Um, and so what happened tonight was there was another vote on this, and it was a 9-4 to four vote in favor of keeping the Bearcat, in favor of receiving the Bearcat. And what's important to point out, because some will, some will hear, well, it was 13-1, to one, it changed to 9-4. to four. Well, no, what happened was the city councilors changed out. So what actually happened was the people, the four people that voted against the Bearcat tonight, were the the one guy that voted against it originally, and then the three new city councilors. All the originals did not change their vote. Not one person, not one, changed their vote. Even with all of the public input, with all of the public discussion, with all of the uh, the passionate responses that they heard from people. I mean, they all got the calls. They not don't one rep- of them. Resent you and me. 
This is how sick the system is. This is a perfect example of how even on a local level, I mean, we've seen it happen with the bailouts. Remember with the bailouts, 90 plus percent of people were calling, you know, these representatives claiming to represent people admitted that the supermajority of people calling didn't want the bailout. They voted for it anyway. I thought maybe there was a chance that on a local level you could influence these people since they're your neighbors. Not one of them changed their mind. It's frustrating. It's pathetic. So it's not over, as far as I'm concerned, because we're not going to let the issue drop. Uh, But we'll keep you up to date over at Freekeen.com. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. Cambodia's Angkor Wat is one of my 1,000 places to see before you die. The temples and monuments of Angkor cover more than 40 square miles in northern Cambodia and are one of the world's premier architectural sites. Angkor was unknown to the outside world for more than 400 years until a French botanist stumbled upon it in 1860 deep in the jungle. The uncontested highlight of the vast complex, Angkor Wat, was built in the early 12th century. It took 25,000 workers more than 37 years to complete. The temple is now revered as an important Buddhist landmark, and it is common to see monks visiting the site in their vibrant saffron robes. Just a mile east of the Bayon is the much-photographed Taprom Temple, which is slowly being entombed by the massive roots of ancient trees. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar.